Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. The final months of the year are a time to reflect on accomplishments and create goals for the future. I'm Patrice Sikora with your host, Jeremy Hauser, who's always thinking of his advisors and their futures. So, Jeremy, the fourth quarter always seems to be busy for the financial industry. What are you and your team up to? We are very busy around here at InsureMark at bit in business and also personally as well, too. Here in just the month of October itself, I think maybe 15 days total throughout October, I'm going to be traveling for business or also for, uh, well, most of it is business, but maybe a couple of days here and there where me and Christina, we went to St. Thomas earlier this month with uh, one of our carrier partners who helped design products. So we got an opportunity to be with some of the top consultants that help advisors across the country. So got some really good nuggets on uh, what advisors are doing that are having success. So we went out there to St. Thomas. Thankfully, we were able to get out of there right before the uh, hurricane was uh, a couple miles away from us on that front. Yeah. So October's busy. Recently got had an opportunity to actually go on a webinar with none other than DFA, Dimensional Fund Advisors. So I was in the Austin headquarters, got a chance to check out their office. They invited myself to help them out with talking about uh, not just Dimensional, but also that's one of the fixed index annuity volatility controlled indexes that are available for advisors. So got to share some best practices there. And then we also have Nothing else but uh, none other than our Palmetto Bluff uh, family reunion here where our top advisors are going to be able to coordinate. So that's where we're at uh, right now. So we are definitely full speed into uh, quarter four and have a lot of travel that was on the uh, itinerary this quarter. And I know how much you love travel. How much? <laughs> yeah, as we, we talked about it before, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So talk to me about Ascent to Greatness. What is it? What's the thought behind it? Yeah. And so in, in Palmetto, we actually had a theme, the Ascent to Greatness. One of our speakers as well, that was one of his themes that he talked about during our get together there. And really it's it's about where our industry is and where we're going. And same thing goes with our advisors. You know, one of our I mentioned I was at a at one of our partners here earlier this month. And this team has been one of the most innovative organizations in the annuity, fixed index annuity space here over the last 15, 17 years now. And uh, one thing that they continue to see is they were predicting this a couple years ago that the fixed index annuity industry was going to be an industry that was eventually going to surpass $100 billion within a calendar year of premiums across the country. So as of right now, sitting here today, I'm pretty comfortable saying that 2023 is not done yet, but we are well on our way to have the first year to be over $100 billion of fixed index annuities for an industry. And during that conference, we were chatting and he was talking about here over the next five to 10 years, he could see this industry becoming a $500 billion industry. Ooh. 
So that's extreme growth. So not just for the industry, but in order to scale from an insuremark level. So just talking about our company, we just recently hired, I mean, we hired nine people in the last 60 days. So we are making sure that we are delegating and being efficient with our times, playing into people's strengths, but also hiring individuals to find new people, new advisors that are raising their hands, that are wanting to join us on that journey to become, go from good to great, leverage a lot of the resources and technology we have here. And then also we're now trying to get our advisors within that same mindset too, to really focus in on the business side of things where although they provide a lot of products as solutions to their consumers, it's all about finding the next person, but really we're helping our advisors morph their practice more into a business and become a business owner Similar to InsureMark, we're having them leverage a lot of the technology into their practice to be more efficient with their time, helping them control their calendar, helping them hire individuals to delegate certain tasks to that might not be revenue generating activity, but maximizing their time. So that's what the theme of Ascent to Greatness is about, is uh, really just making sure you're dialed in to the resources we have here at InsureMark, but also in order to uh, run your business to be most efficient as possible, you have to have the right team in place to do that. What are some other ways that advisors can do this, can go from good to great? Well, it, it all starts up top. It's the mindset. Uh, the mindset is you just have to really start to become your own standards. And that's what we talked about a little bit at the meeting. We've talked about this over the course of the last couple of podcast episodes too, but in order to go from good to great, you got to start realizing that what got you here, and if you're now, not everybody wants to do it, not mm -hmm. everybody wants to go to that next level. And some people are content and fine with where they're at, which nothing wrong with it. But if you really want to grow your practice in, like I mentioned at the beginning here, an industry that's going to basically go from a hundred billion to 500 billion, and you want your fair share of market share. If you're willing to put the work in, willing to put in the time in order to be as efficient as you want to maximize on that, you have to be right upstairs in your mindset. And then that comes to just going back to time. You have to make sure you have the right team, certain things you'll find that as success, when it comes with success, some of the people that got you there may not be there in the future. And that's okay because you'll start to be as you're evolving, you'll find your way throughout the process. So that's really what we talk about with the ascent to greatness is some of the struggles that may come about that, but also the greater thing is you're also creating a better you in that format itself too. And really it comes back to confidence also. Yep. You have mindset, you have confidence. And I, I'm i not even sure if I've mentioned it or not. So I, I played baseball back in the day. Did you know that? Or uh, I did, yes. Okay. So I, I don't remember if I've even talked about that. <laughs> so, so I did play baseball back in college and throughout. So going to this confidence level, really in tying into the whole good to great. So and by no means was I a great baseball player. <laughs> so hey, but you I made was, the team. Come on. You made, I was, team. I was good enough. So I got the opportunity to play in college and I remember there was a specific week. So there was a week and it was my senior year of college and in baseball, you know, there are certain times where as a hitter, 
you go into the box, everybody starts at the same place. The, the count is zero, zero. So you have no balls, no strikes, you get into the box. So some of the things as a baseball player, so those that have played understand is there's a difference when your confidence level is at a different level and you're stepping into the box, although the count is zero, zero, but in your mindset, you feel like you have a two Oh count. And what that means is in your head, you know, that that fastball, or you're looking for your pitch of what you're going to drive to whatever part of the field, it might be the way that when your mindset takes over and you feel that confident in the box and whatever pitches, you're not looking for a specific spot. You're just looking for the ball. The ball goes from becoming just a baseball to, it looks like a basketball when it comes to you. For those that play baseball, they get it. They know that expression. So when you got that ball coming in there and that confidence level, you're just hitting anything and you just become an amazing baseball player. So I reminds myself of there was this a week that was, we went to Arkansas. We also had a turn or we also had games in Austin. And during that week of uh, baseball, we had a Tuesday game and we had three games of the week, the weekend prior. And then we had three games the following weekend. So in that call it seven games spurt, I ended up hitting for the first time in my career. Actually, I hit two home runs in uh, a Tuesday. So our Tuesday game, that was the first time in my career. I have never been known as a uh, baseball player that was hitting the long ball. So that was pretty cool experience. So coming off of that Tuesday travel, I hit two home runs that game. The following weekend, I ended up hitting an additional two home runs. I hit a grand slam. And so I remember it was like a conference player of the week. And the reason I tell you that story, you know why? Confidence. That too, but I just want you to know how good I was that week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, for one week anyway, for one week you were good. For that one solid week. But and but the reality is, yes, it's the confidence. At that point, I mean, who is this guy hitting grand slams, hitting two two home runs in a game? And then all of a sudden I went from batting in the seven, batting in the five hole. Now, don't get me wrong, as the year progressed, I got back to who I was. But I will tell you that when you have that confidence level, all of a sudden you are living up to that standard that you put your mindset to of why am I not a power hitter? I should be a power hitter. I'm seeing the ball. I'm hitting it over the fence. So it's the same thing that you apply those type of skill sets to work, to family. Why not check yourself in to living an outer body experience, become who you want to be. And so that's what the whole ascent to greatness is just having the vision of where you want to be, create that standard for yourself internally, and then become that person. And then let's see what that looks like. And then throughout that, who knows what your life may be about. Uh, you might have different the Astros people. may come knocking. <laughs> yeah. They are looking for that 35 year old for that, that pennant race. Yes. That's exactly what they're looking for. <laughs> um, but yeah. So going back to mindset. And so that's the same thing with business. So as advisors are looking to grow, looking to grow their business, they just have to see it. And once they see it and they start to actually have some success, starting to convert prospects over to new clients, a lot of advisors taking their practice instead of just in person, but now they're doing it. Uh, they're doing their business now in a virtual setting. So they are growing their business. They're attracting new customers from maybe four or five states away. And now they're starting to actually expand, convert those prospects into clients. That whole level, that whole next level of confidence starts to come about. And now you have great stories that you can share. 
and how oh, well how do you share the stories well they share they can share them a couple ways as we're doing here they share podcast episodes so they make use of their time more efficiently so they can actually have that conversation with with somebody on a podcast episode on share that on their youtube have some form of a story that's already created for you to maximize their time in between appointments. So either they're sharing it with future prospects or their prospects are listening to that on their own downtime. So that's leveraging the advisor's time. So he's not having to say the same story over and over. That consumer is actually finding that information out there on the web. Really, it comes back to it's just as an entrepreneur itself, is you have to start focusing on, and I talk about this on one of our webinars, Systems Work, People Fail, the, the 2.0 version. Pareto Principles is really focusing on out of 100%, 20% of what's your main effort that you're going to be looking at in your business. You have to really focus on the 20% that's revenue generating. The other 80% that goes long in your business model that can be delegated out, or you can go ahead and uh, look for others to help you out with that part. And I really found a lot of that material was in a recent book. I'm not sure if you've heard of it or not. It was called 10X is Easier Than 2X. Have you ever heard of that? No. Or has anybody on your different shows, maybe you've heard of them talk about that? No one's mentioned it yet. No, not yet anyway. Yeah. So it's a it's an amazing book. I mean, if you're an advisor, you should write this down. Definitely check out uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X by uh, Dan Sullivan. And he actually goes through some of the processes and in other industries, not just advisors, but just as an entrepreneur of how to check into the right mindset, create your own standards, some of the ways and stories of other individuals, entrepreneurs that have gone through that experience of extreme growth and planning for growing for that 10X. And if you fall short, it's okay to fall short instead of people. So Patrice, I mean, as y'all's company or any company itself, if I'm, if anybody asks you, you know, where are you trying to grow or what are your goals? You want to double your business? Is that something that might be a frequent thing or you want to grow 20% this year? Does that make sense? Or Absolutely. Absolutely. So instead of that, why not put your aspirations and your mindset, checking it into, well, I want to grow 10X. So if I start to plan and create an environment and a business structure to hit those type of goals and those numbers, if you fall short throughout the process, that's going to be okay, maybe. But at least you're checking yourself into, instead of seeing you know the next year, I'm talking $100 billion fixed index annuity industry, and we're trying to go to $500 billion. Right. You better rev up and have the right type of resources in your practice in order to do that. So going back to mindset, the confidence, the team. So those are the foundational parts to make sure that you're able to strive during that. And I know uh, also entrepreneurs just start to learn that during that, you start to hang out with different people because success finds success. You'll notice that people that are 2X mindset individuals, they may not be the same ones you're hanging out with today, but you will find that crowd that has that same goal in mind. And then all of a sudden you develop some friendly competitions, you meet like-minded individuals and you start to learn from one another. And it's amazing. So if you actually check yourself into it, it talks about it in the book. They have several stories. They talk about James Clear 
his uh, story about how his goal was to just write a book, Atomic Habits. Have you heard of that one, Patrice? Oh, yes. Okay. So they, he just, and and James Clear, one of his uh, big messages in that actual book is talking about just every day, just getting better by 1%. So we talk about 10X is easier than 2X. So that's pretty, pretty large jump to uh, jump your business 10X. So James Clear, really focusing on that 1% growth each and every day. And over time, over a year, who knows what your results may accrue to at that point. But yeah, the book was fascinating. And actually it really helped me start to focus more on within myself, our business. And as InsureMark is hire more individuals, there's things that I'm doing today that I could probably hand off to somebody else to find new advisors, just like advisors can hand off instead of calling new clients or calling prospects and trying to get them on the calendar. Why not leverage a third-party service or hire somebody to make those calls on your behalf to uh, sell your features or most importantly, just talk you up so that person wants to get back on your calendar as opposed to the advisor making those phone calls. The book was very interesting. I actually had a chance to listen to it over a weekend. So I did one of those audible mm-hmm. listenings instead of a reading. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that it it was actually my first, have you done one of those before? I prefer to read. I've yeah. got my Kindle and I do my, my reading. Yeah, I do too. I typically do, but this was a long book and I was able to do it in two <laughs> days. So I'm starting to think <laughs> to myself, maybe that is the future of what I might end up doing. But yeah, it's and really just focusing more, but the book talks about a little more on just focusing on quality. And so really just focusing on the quality of what you're doing, fo- focusing on as an advisor, quality prospects, the right ideal client that you're looking to attract. If you're a financial advisor, uh, the quality of whatever your client in your market space might be, a focus on quality instead of quantity in comparison, set your own standards. So it's a really well put together book. What are some of the stories that stood out from the book? Yeah, I mentioned the James Clear one. There's actually one that was, that was, it kind of hit me. It's, it was a, it's kind of that aha moment when you read it. So everyone has their own unique ability. So it talks about that in the story where you have some form of uniqueness. Actually, mm-hmm. a book by Jim Collins, Good to Great, he talks about that. You have your own uniqueness. So if you have your own in this 10X is easier than 2X in the book, they talk about it, your unique ability, just maximize that as an individual, as an entrepreneur. And knowing the importance of your unique focal point is what will help that entrepreneur 10x faster than anything. So one of the stories that stood out to me was about an operational problem. So there was an operational problem that was taking place at a nuclear power plant. Mm -hmm. And the malfunction was slowing energy generation down and reducing the efficiency of the actual entire plant itself. So the plant's engineers for months and months were trying to figure out the problem and they couldn't figure it out. And so this was actually killing their business. They were losing revenue. This this issue started to become a snowball effect and ruining the plan itself. So what they ended up doing is what most companies might do. They reached out to the nation's top consultant and a specialist that actually uh, specialized in that particular unique ability. And there, that individual ended up coming to the plant. He spent a whole day there. So he was checking all through the pipes. He was checking through 
all over the the plan itself. So he spent an entire day just looking for the problem. So while they were doing that, so he spent the day climbing ladders. He was looking around and towards the end of the day, so he gets on a ladder, he makes his way up, he goes to one of the one of the areas in the plan itself and he just wrote with a huge sharpie a big X. So he comes down off the ladder and he ends up saying that X right there, that's where the problem is. So that is what's going to need to be fixed. Once that's fixed, everything else in this nuclear power plant is going to get working back to normal. And so he goes home and the next day, so the the specialist has his assistant send over the invoice for what he did basically. And so the special or the the assistant ends up sending over the invoice and it was for $50,000. So it was $50,000 okay. and the mm-hmm, the business owner of the plant so he gets the email and he responds back saying, this is ridiculous. How is it? And he's like, I am not going to pay the $50,000 or explain to me why we would pay 50000 for one X. And the assistant, so she ends up sending a reply back on behalf of the specialist. And the, cons- the consultant's assistant actually said that, well, it was $1 for putting the X it was $49,999 for knowing where to put the X in the actual plant. I love it. I love it. And so knowing where to put the X for that specific specialist. So that was the focal point. And that's really where your niche is. So as your unique ability, you have to just maximize that. I mean, if you really think about it, you take a step back, that actual nuclear power plant was losing who knows how much money over the last couple of weeks, couple of months. And because they hired the specialist and they fixed the problem, I mean, you're the one that drives the market. You're the one as the specialist, you can determine your own price. And so, I mean, you're providing the service that that company needs. So set your own standards. And that was their unique ability. And so when entrepreneurs, when they discover that what their unique ability is, they discover what their focal point is in their business itself. They'll be operating by more power and not necessarily force. And uh, that actually leads to, and then so the story or within the story itself, it talks about there's four freedoms. So when you find what those focal points are, there's four freedoms that all entrepreneurs want in life. And this is probably, this will probably hit home for some people, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationship, and freedom of purpose. So who wouldn't want that, those four things in their life as an entrepreneur? Of course, this then begs the question, how do you find this focal point that you have that's innate? So we had a pin earlier. I wanted y'all to get out. So go ahead and grab that pin again. So that's a good question, Patrice. So here's a question to think about. What will help you earn people's trust and what will separate you from everyone else? So write that down. And the answer to that is you and your team. Hmm. So that's that's what to focus on. It's you and your team and what you're bringing to the table. So it comes down to your experience and the stories that you're sharing with the whatever industry you may be. This one specifically for um, advisors that listen to this, 
a lot of the stories, your stories for what you're doing for consumers. That's how you earn trust and credibility for new prospects that may not know you from somebody else. So if you can start focusing more on you and your team, building stories around that, some of the success stories you've had in your actual experience of your operation, that's where some opportunities can come about. There was actually, I talked to a, so so here's actually a success story. I was talking to an advisor last, well, it was about 10 days ago, and he was doing a virtual appointment. And what he ended up doing is he actually had a, so he's in Louisiana. Uh, this individual was the customer or prospect at the time was located in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So he jumped on, used one of our resources to build a lead. So this person found our advisor through one of our lead generation systems. This guy, this prospect gets on our advisor from Louisiana, his actual calendar. So they start talking. So a couple of appointments, a couple of weeks go by and this individual wants to move forward. So the challenge for this person who is in Missouri is he ended up being retired for two years now. And he was a contract worker So for what he was doing, he was in the oil and gas industry. He was a contract worker for a company and where his large 401k was. So it was about, you know, it was, I think, $330,000 or so Mm -hmm. that he accrued over the years. So for that account, the problem was nobody was able, since he was a contract worker, nobody was able to actually go ahead and release the funds for the insurance carrier that those funds were going to go to because that individual hasn't quote unquote retired because he was still a contract worker. So although he's been retired and he was a contract worker, there was like a huge breakdown in this large company and nobody knew what to do. There's nobody. So since he's been separated from this company for two years, he couldn't just call up the HR because he didn't know who HR was. It was just very troublesome. So Taking the initiative and talking about experience. So I was chatting with this advisor and I said, you know what? You know the name of the company. So why not? Let's do this. Let's go to LinkedIn and let's go look at based off of HR and let's try to find who the person would be within LinkedIn itself. And sure enough, there were about four or five names that popped up. So he grabbed those four or five names He started having each one of them. He sent it over to the client. So he let the client know, hey, look, I know you haven't had any success over the last couple of years trying to get access to these accounts, but our team went ahead and put together a quick email. Here are five people that you could possibly reach out to. Let us know if any of them are the ones that you need to be in touch with. And three or four days goes by. Sure enough, the guy ended up reaching out to one of those individuals And that was the exact person that needed to be notified within a day, hit the button, made sure that he was released from service. And all of a sudden the account was moved. That was just literally left for gone in a 401k. And he was able to, at that point, so we moved those monies over into the, the third party. So an insurance carrier. And so now that customer, his accounts were now actually protected. So it was a great story. And so really- with that story, that's how that particular advisor, he has that story forever now. So why would someone choose him over somebody else? Well, let me tell you why. I had this guy, let's just say his name is George. I had George who for two years couldn't get access to an account that he's building up for the last 
decade or two decades. And sure enough, based on our team, we gave him a solution to the problem. And here he is now with his account that's protected, growing and able to retire with peace of mind in retirement. So pretty cool story. Um, fantastic story. Yeah. So just knowing as an advisor, knowing your focal point, focusing on your stories, and then focusing on you, your experience, but also your team and what y'all can provide and good things can happen. So do you, when you talk to your advisors, can you help them focus on that, finding that point, what needs to get done? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because so just like our team, so we've been doing this for 13 years, we come across a lot of scenarios. So that advisor had no clue what to do. And who knows how many individuals that prospect probably met with over the course of the last two years for financial advisors. And they probably all gave up because they, it was probably the same thing. So based off the, the problem we had, we thought outside the box, here's a solution. And so that advisor who is in Louisiana, now he had a solution. And so, sure, absolutely. Whenever some of my advisors joke, but they look at our team as Google. So literally <laughs> any problems they have, they're like, I'm just going to throw this one out here to you. And what do you think? <laughs> what should we do? And I say, hey, give me a day. Yeah, give me a day. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what we can do. And surprisingly, we have, we're very resourceful. So yeah, advisors lean on us all the time for that. And that's why you've heard over the episodes, we continue to grow. We just had some record-breaking months here over the last couple of months. And I think a lot of that has to do with sharing those stories. And then other advisors are able to leverage some of those stories too in their practice. So yeah. Great stuff, Jeremy. Absolutely. Is there something though that we, as we wrap up here, is there something we haven't talked about that you think we should? I would just say buckle up. We got uh, a lot of exciting things on not just this show. So make sure you're subscribing to uh, our channel. Make sure you're subscribing to the, the YouTube as well, because we're doing a video version of our podcast. The industry is taking off. So if you feel like your business is stagnant, so if for whatever reason you feel like you're not seeing or feeling the growth, take a step back. Maybe listen to some previous episodes, gather some stories, go to, and I highly recommend this in uh, our Hubbard dashboard for those advisors that are doing business with us, go to our taking the trip on demand because that continues to be where those top five advisors share their sales, their operations and marketing, what they're doing in their business. So a lot of advisors since the summer have started to implement some of these strategies. And that's why we're starting to see very good results when it comes to not just conversion of new prospects to clients, but also hiring and adding additional staff. Because, I mean, you can be, I mean, anybody, you can be as great as you want to be. You can go good to great, but there's no individual out there who is probably sitting at the top of their industry without talking about their team. There's always a team behind that person. There may be one face, but there's always a team that's delegating underneath them. So make sure to check out that section in Hubbard and subscribe to the podcast. We have a lot of exciting things coming up here on the show and buy the book, even though I have no correlation to the book at all, no financial gain, but 10X is easier than 2X. Highly recommend checking out that book. Like the man said, follow the podcast too and share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. 
click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.